Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Profitable Business Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Sutherland, and uh, let's just pause. Hi, and welcome to the Profitable Business Podcast. I'm your host and business consultant, Lindsay Sutherland. And just for listening, I am offering you a free profit finding analysis. It takes one hour, and I guarantee I will find you $25,000 in profit in that one hour. Or if I don't, I will give you a $25 Amazon gift card. So you get $25,000 of profit in your business or a $25 gift card to Amazon that you can use right away. You can book your free analysis right now at lindsaysutherland.site. All right, let's get into today's episode. By the way, I just want to let you know, it's official. I have deemed all of you loyal listeners the 2% Club. Woohoo! <laughs> Why is that? Because in episode one, I told you how in the U.S., only 2% of businesses make it survive past year seven. And I want you all in the 2% Club for years to come. So that is why this podcast exists so that you can remain in business and not just remain in business, but thrive in your business. So thank you so much for tuning in. All right, today we are talking about why a new marketing campaign is not the solution. You know, when I worked in the automotive industry, I'll never forget it. We would have these, I call them grinding meetings, where we basically showed up to get our butts chewed out the whole time. And essentially what it always boiled down to was the GM, the pressure was on him to be more profitable. And who did he, as they say, you know, what rolls downhill? (laughs) Who did he harp on? Us, the salespeople, or us in service, or wherever it was that his hot button was. I was in both. So in the end, Here's the thing. I heard this over and over and over again. How do we get ourselves out of a deficit? We sell more. We sell more. We sell more. That was like the mantra. Okay. Put out spiffs to the salespeople. Get them on the phones. Hustle, hustle, hustle. Yeah. Everybody's all excited to go sell cars. (laughs) Well, guess what? It just doesn't work like that in reality. And quite frankly, if those businesses, those dealerships had what I'm going to talk to you about today, they wouldn't have gotten themselves into that pickle to begin with. So what we're talking about today is called an MDP, otherwise known as a market dominating position. Now, here's the deal. It's interesting because if you think back to, oh golly, not even that long ago, the 70s, My dad was an entrepreneur in the 70s. He built his business, a floor covering business, word of mouth, networking. Everything was set up by who you know and that good old-fashioned handshake, right? He didn't have to advertise because in the end, he all he had to do was network and everybody referred him business from there. But here we are in the digital age, and it just doesn't matter if you have a brick and mortar business, and unless if you do and you're in a prime location, then hallelujah. But for the rest of us, <laughs> that may be like a pipe dream, right? Or maybe we don't want the overhead, and we much prefer to to 
work out of a smaller spot, but we still know that we can leverage the online space to drive traffic to our store, whether it's brick and mortar or a completely online business. But that space is uber competitive, isn't it? Isn't it, right? It just doesn't matter what you're doing. There's probably at least five or six other people at minimum doing what you're doing. And in some cases, it's even more than that. This is why an MDP is the solution. So listen, hear me out. Whether you are marketing in a newspaper, in a, like in a small town like where I live, we have uh, magazines at the local diner, or not magazines, menus, that's the word I was looking for, where they sell advertising. We have magazines too, by the way. All these print things going on. Lots more print here than digital stuff because it's a small town. And as you move into the bigger towns, it gets more competitive, right? Now we have radio ads, TV, commercials, um, digital Google ads, Facebook ads, Instagram. Oh my goodness. I mean, the list goes on to the point where it's no fun to talk about because it's overwhelming. None of it matters. The strategy of where you're putting your marketing at this point in time is good enough. Am I saying it's the best? I don't know because I don't know your business yet. But is it good enough? Yes, it is. Why isn't it working? Or why could it? what could it do to work better? You can craft a market-dominating impact statement. So I'm talking about two different things, okay? There's a market-dominating position and a market-dominating impact statement. You can't create this statement until you know your position, all right? So let's talk about what am I talking about. And by the way, I'm going to go into even more detail about this and how you can get remarkable returns on the marketing you're already doing. Increase your marketing returns by up to 50% using the three strategies I'm going to teach in this upcoming webinar. So if you want to register for the webinar, it is free. Just text the word FREEDOM to 33777 and or click the link in the show notes um, if you prefer to do it that way. Okay. And MDP, this is my favorite thing to do with my clients because it literally just blows their mind when I explain it to them. So let's use Domino's Pizza as an example. It's one of my favorites. In 1973, I think it was, they released this statement. We deliver hot, tasty pizzas to college students in 30 minutes or less, or it's free. Very clear, very concise. It was accurate and they could deliver. They had the, um, what am I trying to say? Infrastructure in place to make it happen. Okay, they innovated their business in a way that met this unique demand. Now, Pizza Hut was their biggest competitor. And in fact, at that time had been leading pizza joint when you looked at these chain restaurants up until then. And they focused on dine-in and the family experience, pizza night at Pizza Hut, right? Well, Domino's said, okay, we're not going to focus. We're not going to play in their space. We're not going to market to the same people. We're going to leave this pool and we're going to go over here to this pool and we're going to market to college students who don't have vehicles, who need the pizza for their roomies, right? They can all pitch in and all eat. You get the gist. So this is a market-dominating position. It's how you position yourself so that you stand out in the crowd. And so 
I'm going to give you a short version of this because this is something I'm going to talk about a lot on this podcast, and I don't want these episodes to go very long. So I'm going to give you a quick formula that you can use today to start getting clear about your MDP. Now, this isn't the end-all answer. Um, By the way, if you want to book that uh, free session with me, we can go into that a little bit more conversationally. Or just join me for the webinar. That's what I would do. Come see what I'm talking about here and also learn the 80-20 rule of marketing and how you can find ways to market from a place of joy. Those are the things we're going to talk about in the webinar. So again, I'm just going to remind you, text the word freedom to 33777. Okay, so to craft your MDP, start out by making a list of your unique abilities. Here's what I have found. A lot of times the businesses are already unique. They're already innovative. For example, one client is a a pressure washing company in Arizona. They were really excited when they started their business. They got an in with a food chain restaurant, a big one, and they immediately went from like zero stores restaurants to like 10 in a matter of weeks because they got the right connection, okay? Their entire business was catering to restaurant owners. And so when they wanted to go develop their website, they came to me and we started crafting their MDP. And part of that process was we went and did some market research to find out what our competition was looking like. What are they doing in the industry? We were blown away that when we Googled um, pressure washing for restaurants in their marketplace, nobody showed up. Well, that's not true. People showed up, but they were not keyword rich or targeting restaurants at all. It was business or commercial um, pressure washing. There was apartments. There was, um, uh, what was it? Graffiti. Okay. But nobody focused on just restaurants. So right there, this business was already set up to meet the demands of restaurant owners. They knew their hot buttons and that's the second piece. Okay. So start out by making your unique list of what you're good at. um, Something that you do of value that other people in your industry don't do. Okay, and then also on the other side of your paper, make a list of your clients' hot buttons, things that are important to them. So using the restaurant owners as an example. These are restaurant owners and managers who are super busy focusing on the inside of a restaurant, right? They don't have the time to necessarily think about booking that pressure washer to get out before their next inspection. Now, many of them do, but then they end up doing it last minute. Okay, so the, this pressure washing company would put them on a schedule. So they're going to be taken care of on a routine basis, eliminating that frustration for those restaurant owners. Do you see how that works? So now they have their unique ability and they have their clients' hot buttons. And when you put them together, you craft your market dominating position. You Now they are no longer just playing in the field with other commercial um, pressure washing companies. They stand alone as the go-to expert for restaurant owners who need pressure washing. And when they incorporate their unique selling proposition into their marketing, their marketing becomes, I would say, easily 50% more effective because restaurant owners will want a pressure washing company that will solve their personal problems, okay? And this is really what I noticed when we were doing our market research Other companies were advertising commercial, residential, and that was only their hot buttons, or they were keyword blasting their website with everything that they do. The point, though, here 
is that any marketing that this company will do will be strategically targeting restaurant owners. And that's why restaurant owners will be more likely to buy from them. I hope that makes sense. And I want you to be thinking about that between now and the next time we talk. <laughs> All right, guys, I thank you so much for tuning in. By the way, if you found value in this episode, please share this with a business owner you know and leave me a review. It really means the world to me. Until next time, bye for now.